Welcome to the weekend. I am Nick Cole, and this is Starship. We built this city. <laughs> no, it's Control All Revolt the podcast. Sorry. Thought you were getting a little AM, FM, afternoon, weekend. What was that called? Adult Contemporary Radio. That was the big, you know, 80s. And then and they would uh, the, the DJ would always go, this is, and then there'd be this pause, Starship. And then they we built this city on rock and roll. <laughs> We've got something better for you. Probably half the audience is like, you are a dinosaur. <laughs> Oldie Oldington. We don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Go somewhere else. That we aren't. <laughs> My goal now is to get rid of as many people as I can with this podcast. <laughs> and, and I'll go pro-Hillary if I have to. No, I won't let you. <laughs> I can't let you. After that, pathetic. Did, did you hear that Kankles uh, uh, LARPed her own career? Oh my gosh, that's and so she, sad. She, 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 I love, I see, now this is dangerous stuff. Okay. Why is she doing these things? Oh, so I what think she, we know why. Yeah, like, I think what she did is she got together in the soft focus interview, she put her makeup on, she didn't drink box wine the night before, so the, the swelling was down. <laughs> they dosed her up, and then... Uh, I, she's such a sociopath that I don't know that she knows how to cry on command. So they probably paid like you know George Lucas, you know his special effects company, <laughs> to make the actual tears fall. And then she read her 2016 presidential acceptance speech and cried. That's so pathetic. It's so sad. Like I've actually, am I wrong? But I've never heard of anyone who lost at something then after the fact reading their like their acceptance speech for example people that had an oscar speech prepared and then they didn't win the oscar have you ever heard of them like and now let me read you what i had prepared like because i lost like that's so <laughs> sad yeah. i don't know it's weird that's like the girl who uh goes to the cheerleader tryouts and yeah. she's made her own homemade cheerleading outfit Right. Oh. <laughs> and and you, I think in the tryouts generally you kind of wear just like active clothes. You know, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Cheer, cheer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they actually want to see if you can perform. They don't want to see if you look good in the costume yet. Yeah. And and then so she, and then and she doesn't get it. And so then after the first game of the season is that that's not homecoming, right? That's not the first no, game. Not, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't. And think so, so after the first game of the season or homecoming, like Friday night lights, everybody's football, go go, Mo Panthers, all that kind of stuff, and then everybody goes off to the In and Out Burger afterwards, or out to the orchard to party, or whatever, and the lights go down at the stadium, and then she walks out into the cheerleader spot and she starts to do her routine in the darkness. Oh, that's sad. I know. That's what I do for a living. It's sort of like John Jewell too at the opera. Remember? He listens to this podcast. Oh. <laughs> well, you can explain what he would do. No, I'd, I'd like you. You've waded into this quagmire. Well, he was from I think was it Romania? He was from Romania, my friends. <laughs> and I think he had done a little bit of opera singing there. It seemed I think like. he had been a circus performer who did yeah. sort of like a. Uh, what is that thing that they do in Vegas with the? Cirque du Soleil. Oh, yeah. I think he'd been in the Romanian circus version of that. Mm-hmm. The Romanian county fair circus version of Cirque du Soleil. Can you sing opera while you're doing circus <clears throat> tricks? Which I actually was... <laughs> You've actually <laughs> been asked, actually that, asked that one. By a clown named Smokey. 
that's right. Like early on when we were together and we were doing Hollywood stuff, we were getting what? Headshots. Like it's probably not even a thing anymore, but you used to have to get tons of headshots reproduced. Like you'd get your headshots shot by a photographer, but then you'd have to get like, you know, 300 copies made, 500 copies made. And you'd go to a separate place because they would just do it for cheap. And he would like owned one of those places or worked yeah. there. And yeah, he was like, and I have a circus that I do. Yeah. Oh, you sing opera? Could you sing opera and do, and you have a gymnastics background? Could you sing opera and do gymnastics uh, circus tricks at the same time? And I was like, I could, but yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Not for and him. And his his alter ego was a clown named Smokey. He had yeah. pictures up of it. <laughs> you didn't know as you were getting the order filled, you didn't know whether to call him like by his name or Smokey. Right. And I think eventually I just started calling Smokey. him Smokey. Yeah, hey, I think Smokey, that's what's what up he liked. there? <laughs> And he was cool with it. Yeah. But um, back to, oh, John Jewell. John Jewell. So, Romanian uh, circus not, performer. John Jewell, not opera really singer. a Romanian name. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that not as well. Not really a Romanian name. But he was trying to get in at LA Opera. And I don't want to make fun of someone who's trying to get in somewhere. Because that's you legit. Are. No, I know, but it was just unusual. It was, he went about it in a way that most people don't right. do. And it wasn't probably. He went a good about way. it in like someone who makes a movie about someone becoming famous. You know, like, I was just singing on, you know, like, 1930s, like, I was singing in the streets outside the opera house, yes. and the great maestro came out and, and said, you, discovered. you've got it, my friend. He, yes. That was his game plan. And I mean, literally. Yeah. Like, when we would come out at night, he would be standing there outside, yeah. or maybe in the yeah. guard shack area, and, like, singing yeah. opera. And, and I wanted really to say, <laughs> I wanted to say, like, you don't understand what jerks these people are. They... They hate you for even trying, and they're the big, like they're the biggest music, because they all did it this way, you know. They did it the way that you're supposed to do it, which is just a terrible way, you know. You pay a bunch of money and sing for the right people, and blah blah blah, and you know, and then maybe you get a shot and all those kinds of things, and and like they they just they would never even consider you. The maestro wouldn't even consider you, you know. Like it's just I think the more I look at art, the more I realize. It really has nothing to do with talent or anything like that. It's just like if you're willing to pay people for access in various forms of currency, and I'll just leave it at that, then you get a shot. Yeah, I mean, you can't be terrible, obviously. You have to have you like be, a but, certain uh, level yeah. of competency, yeah, but, but then, yeah, yeah, then, every, then it yeah. becomes those things. Yeah, but if, if you think you're just going to get it because you're the voice of an angel, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, anyway, <laughs> on to... Um, you had some interesting thoughts this morning, which you were telling your mom, but I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Like your logic is amazing. And you were talking about Israel in relation to the oh, fact Israel. that they are now at seven shots to be considered fully vaccinated <laughs> while, while our country is still barely saying, oh, now it has to be three. So, I mean, they're like hyperspeed, yeah. um, guinea pigs basically. And yeah, that's interesting. You had a very interesting thought process on that and when you laid it out I was like you I mean I already kind of knew it but then I was like you were like the you maestro just laid you it like, out and I'm like you are so right got it you've my friend got it. <laughs> in, the, in the conspiracy theory orchestra I just yes. I just like went like you come in and sing you are my first crazy <laughs> your first chair crazy yeah <laughs> I would I'll tell you right now I would go to an orchestra full of conspiracy too. theorists oh man that sounds good <laughs> Can we find out where those performances are? I'll even, I might even wear a mask to see that. Probably not, but yeah. I would consider it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, 
I was just thinking about it, like, because Israel's now at seven shots to be vaccinated. And I listened to a really cool Israeli guy the other other night and on Alex Jones, and he's just, you know, he's talking about how it's become a cult there. And, and like, if you even, you know, say that you're not interested in getting a vaccine, like, people want to kill you. And, you know, like, it, it's really weird. People, like, there are degrees of feralness that are really coming out in people. So your mileage may vary on where you live, but it's heads up ball in L.A. and Orange County for sure. So um, I kind of reviewed like, okay, so I know Israel is the most vaccinated in the nation, nation of the world right now, and they're, they seem to be having more death and illness. Now, I did have dinner the other night with two medical professionals, and I'll just leave it at that, and, but they work at a hospital. They are not, they are not you know, academics or anything. They're real-world patient helpers on the front lines, you know, really working in there with the patients, everything like that. And one of them uh, told me that they're seeing many, many vaccinated and almost exclusively vaccinated. And it's not that they have COVID, it's that they all have chest pains. Whoa, I think we know what that is. And she says, we have no idea why this is happening. And she said, they're all young and they're all healthy and there's no reason for them to be presenting this way. No. So, interesting stuff, but uh, uh, there's something there's something afoot. So, anyways, I, I kind of looked at the history of Israel, which if you if you ever like, Israel's got a really great history. Yes, there's the Bible too. There's some really cool books written by Michener, and there's another guy who wrote about the founding of Israel and stuff like that. And like, there's some very really interesting stories in there, and and um, but generally, I think we can all guess the history of the Jews, right? Um, basically civilization has been playing a game of smear the queer and they've decided if you, when you were a kid in the seventies and eighties, we played this game called smear the queer. Sorry, PC culture, but that's what we called it. We didn't know we were all terrible people and smear the queer, uh, basically involved taking a Nerf football that usually had like a chunk chewed out of it. Cause the dog, you know, someone's dog ate part of it. And we had no problems with that. We had no problems with a playing with a football that had a chunk chewing out of it. <laughs> you were grateful. You were lucky. Sure. And here's where it got really great. You would throw the ball, like you get 20 little feral little boys all standing around full of rage and disease and sugar and testosterone. And you'd throw that ball up in the air and you would try to catch it. Everybody would try to catch it. You wanted to catch it. And then when you got it, you ran for your life because the 19 other little boys were now going to smear you into the ground. And there were people like, I had this one friend, Kevin Cassell. He was the greatest at smear the queer. You could not, he could scramble forever <laughs> and you couldn't get him. Me, the bull, I was going down about 10 steps. So I, I learned to enjoy tackling. <laughs> So was he like a little guy, and so he was just fast and wide? Yeah, he what? was just fat. Like he was that. Like when you played on a baseball team or a little league team with him, he was per- proverbially like uh, prover- prover- proverbially 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 like a second baseman or a shortstop. So he had great reflexes mm. and things like that. Yeah. Um, I was perpetually catcher or left field because I just moved like a bull. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So um, he would just do really, really great. And that was Smear the Queer. So uh, going back to Israel and why Israel is basically the queer in national politics is like, as far as I've checked in with my history and everything like that, like 
they've been doing everything that they can to, you know, the world collectively has been doing everything that it can to smear Israel for about 2,000 years. And you could go into biblical history and say, you know, the Babylonians and the Egyptians and the Assyrians made some pretty good efforts to smear the Israelis, the Israelites, as they've been variously rebranded at times. Um, current branding is Israel. And uh, and last time I checked, like, you know, it's always at the UN, that's to Israel. And uh, if I go by the college campus, they're all, oh, Palestine and hate. Like, you can go into L.A., and they will just hate on Jews and Israel. And you're like, yeah, there's like Jewish city, the film industry. And even the Jews there will hate on the Jews. Like, that's truth, right? Sometimes, like, Even yeah. the Jews there will hate on the Jews in Israel. I knew one. And you're like, all right, isn't that your team? Yeah. And they're all, no, I hate those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it makes me wonder now, like, like just using a little bit of navigation... If the shot is so great and so healthy, why do you want Israel to take so much of it? A people that I can sit down with almost every edition on every day of the New York Times and show you how much they hate Israel. That there are literally 56 Arab nations that their motto in their constitutions or charters or things that they have or stuff that they just say in the street says, you know, Israel needs to be pushed off into the ocean. Like, everybody's constantly trying to kill Israelis. Right. You know? Yeah. And for the record, but now, we love Israel. Yeah, I love Israel. Those guys are great. <laughs> right. They should kick some more ass. Yeah. That's why people hate them. They're good at kicking ass. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> but there's another reason why they hate them. But I will say this, like, it, it surprises me now that everyone's so concerned for Israel's health. Well, that was yeah, a long time to get sense. to like, what, you guys who all hate Israel, why are you suddenly so concerned for their health? And why are you touting the fact that like, why are they on seven booster shots when here, like, I, honestly, just kind of doing a survey around the, the us MAGA country, deplorable. And hey, shout out for Jesse. I'm glad, I'm glad that Jesse got the justice, right? Remember, like, justice for Jesse. Remember, it was and all justice for Jesse. You know, like, just I remember seeing this this interview on the news, and this huge, just like biggie big black guy, and he's all, "We're out here for just." They were looting. We're out here for justice for Jesse. Well, well, folks, Jesse got his justice. Yeah, he sure did. He got a big old helping of justice. <laughs> It was great, and we loved it. Um, poor guy. You know, I, at the end of the day, yeah, I say those things, but you know, that's a that's a person's got some problems. So, I think, uh, sadly, he's the epitome of what a lot of people have, which is you are usually your own worst enemy. I hope he gets that worked out. I hope he evolves and comes to value the truth more than the adulation and love of people who would rip you to shreds in one minute and make you the pharaoh in the next. This is not worth it. So that that vexes me. Why why every you know like here in MAGA country you know deplorables and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sensing people want that third booster. In fact, people who a month or two ago were reporting you or you know ostracizing you or bullying you because you didn't have the vaccination, they've suddenly become like, well, I'm not going to booster number three. You know, I'm hearing that a lot now. Of course, you have all these like you know lunatics who like spring smidges for sprinkles at their donuts. You know, let's have let's half a donut. It's got sprinkles on one half and none on the other. What do we call it? We call it a spring smidge for lunatics. That's a Brian Regan. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, not, I think not going to take ownership of the spring smidge for lunatics. <laughs> it's a classic Brian Regan donut bit. 
But yes, like. And I did have a donut yesterday, and it was pretty good. That was good. We shared that, and that was great. Yeah, it was a Saigon Sim cinnamon crumb, warm donut, right, like right out of the fryer, glazed right out of the fly, fryer, from Sidecar Donuts in Costa Mesa, California, and it was breathtaking. <laughs> exactly. I don't get a lot of donuts these days because I'm cutting. Yeah, trying to get jacked and swole. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it seems like the only people we've really heard getting the third booster are like super true believers. But the average person even that got the first vax is like not seem, they don't seem to be rushing to do that for sure. And a lot of them are like, no way. So yeah, they've definitely lost. So, but, but over in Israel, it's seven booster shots. And, and we were listening to a guy on the ground, like they're crazy. And the world seems to be really touting that, really encouraging Israel, really. So so I just want to say, like, think about what that tells us about the nature of the shot. If if you're trying to give the poison to the person you hate mm-hmm. and have hated for quite a few thousand years now, is it a good thing? Do you want do you want the same poison? No. The answer is no. Everybody can figure that out. I could have said this in like one sentence and everybody would have figured it out. But you turn into the show for the magic of my deranged and stream of consciousness mind and the subtle yet dulcet tones of the voice of reason of the sidekick Medusa who thinks I'm going to let her speak but I just keep talking and she's just <laughs> hovering here right now That's great. trying to get this point out no I was just going to say uh, your logic was kind of the same logic as so wait this Bill Gates guy who's been yeah. really into um depopulation and eugenics for his whole life and definitely has been like we need to lower the population like he said it publicly so many times and now he's like saying everyone take these vaccines and we're supposed to believe that it's because it's going to save all our lives when clearly that's not what he wants he wants the opposite (laughs) and your your parents were into eugenics and your parents were into abortion but now apparently you love everybody and have spent your vast fortune which you didn't really spend um, you know, because that was a big thing. Like, if you remember about 15 years ago, there was uh, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates have decided not to leave their money to their children. They're giving it away. And when you really dug into the story, that was all bullshit. They weren't giving it away. Yep. They were giving it to themselves in charitable organizations to pay themselves salaries to invest in vaccines. Have you heard this whole thing from Glenn Beck um, and the research that they were working on COVID vaccines in October? Of 2019, yeah. Before there was a COVID, they were working on vaccines. Yeah. What does that tell you? Is anything going to blow up? Is is there going to be any smoke? I I mean, there is enough evidence right now to burn this country to the ground, to yank those politicians, and yes, I'm going to say that, to yank them out of their hovels, our sacred buildings as they called them, and hang them from the nearest light post with this amount of implied treachery. I'm saying like, if these things are true, this whole place should be on fire. But thanks to the overlords at Twitter and Facebook and, you know, everything, even if you're the American Heart Association, you can't say, oh, I don't think the vaccines are good. Who are you to tell us that Dr. Fauci is wrong? Yeah, we at Twitter are more medical experts than you at the American Heart Association. Yeah. <laughs> really? I got a degree in lesbian dance studies. Who do you think you are, cardiologist Bob Jones, to talk to me about a vaccine shot causing cardiomyopathy? 
<laughs> exactly. I can teach you how to interpret the mating ritual of the Zimbabwean tribesmen. <laughs> um, Belly Dweller had a really interesting quote. That's true. That kind of relates to this whole yeah, Israel sure. thing. And he was talking about, like, in World War Two. Yes. And who whose quote was it? It was Billy, Billy Wilder, Wilder, who's a great American filmmaker and who fled Germany before things got all Germany. Yeah. Um, and so he basically said, well, at that time, when it was kind of heating up there, uh, the pessimists left Germany and ended up in California with a nice house and a pool. The optimists stayed and ended up in the gas chambers. Yep. That's and the truth. We kind of feel like we're yeah. maybe there right now. I think a lot of people are beginning to ask that, like, is it? I think it's time to move to pessimism time. Um, optimist, what makes anyone think right now that that normal is ever going to return? And we've talked about it on this podcast. Like, do you think COVID's ever going to be over? They don't seem to be like ending COVID. They seem to have now set up a shop on COVID, and that shot requires that for them to be paid unlimited amounts of wealth transfer not just from your government they're getting that which is really your tax dollars they also want to be paid by you so remember that's a big globalist thing they want you to go to rome and you also have to pay for the trip to go to rome rome is metaphorically implied a destination so it's very interesting what's happening but yeah you know the pessimist ends up in a hot with a swimming pool in hollywood and the optimist ends up in the ovens at Auschwitz. Yeah. Look how he used that German pronunciation of Auschwitz. Auschwitz. It makes it much more sinister, my darling. Jawohl. Jawohl. <laughs> how much German did you take? Uh, like, well, let's see. Maybe like a quarter at UC Irvine and then like some private lessons. Can you say, and plus all do my you have diction, any phrases? My diction lessons. If I say to you, auf dem Tisch, what does that mean? Um, Like on the table. Very yes. good. You got a, you got a, I got a German phrase. I can quote like German. I can go phrases. into Germany and spy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ich habe ein Mustakaffe mit Bitterzucker. Ich habe Doppelzimmer mit Bot. And you were a German linguist in the army. Vaguely. So. Vaguely. Not even really. And how do you Not say that, that when you say U.S. Arme or something like that? U.S. Arme. Yeah. <laughs> ich bin soldat bei U.S. Arme. I love it. Now, um, staying a little bit on this topic, too. And I this thought you were about to break into staying alive. And, like, my day would have been utterly <laughs> made. I already sang a phrase. Staying alive. <laughs> no, I'm going to, this is a wild card for you because I didn't mention this to you ahead of time. And I don't know if you saw it. But well, JR. knows how planned and measured I am. <laughs> That's me. That's not you. So that's why you thrive on winging it. So I know you won't mind me throwing there's a no other. W- there's no other way but winging it. But JR had an interesting comment just earlier today. I think probably on our last podcast. Hold on real quick. JR. JR Hanley. Oh, JR Hanley? Yes. Hold on real quick. Nobody cares, JR. <laughs> Nobody. No, but I thought his comment was interesting to talk about because we. I think we sort of have an answer to it. Not that we've got it all figured out, but okay. it was a legitimate good comment that made sense and he was saying he thinks it's interesting or funny or amusing i forgot what he said exactly that um of how we were talking recently about the breakaway civilizations and stuff and how those might be kind of like that the nazi party never totally went away and that I don't they're think so. kind I've been, of i've been thinking about one thing that i finally kind of put a clue together today and why 
because the Nazi International mm-hmm. um, has been recently introduced to us, and it does answer a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And I kind of figured out, well, yeah, all the old Nazis are dead, but the secret Nazis are running around. But, you know, there's one Nazi right out in public. Klaus Schwab? No, 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 no. no. His son, uh, just Alexander, his son Alexander just tweeted a picture of a hotel in, I think it was Switzerland. It has the UN flag and the American flag and the German flag and the French flag and the English flag out front. And the kid tweeted... I wonder which flag will fall first. Whoa. And whose son is this? Who is Alexander? Whose son is he? Why, oh, George Soros. Why, he's George oh, Soros' yeah, son. yeah, totally. And yes, totally. George Soros was a Nazi. Yes. And so that so also... So whenever he says, oh, that's ridiculous, the Nazis couldn't still be around, like, you know, with an empire of drug money and a criminal cartel down in South America and somehow influencing national politics at the... At the even at the state level, there couldn't be like there couldn't be anybody. Yeah, Soros. Soros went around informing on Jews and taking possession his own people of their stuff, working for the Nazi Party. He is a Nazi. If you wonder why there are not why why there may be Nazis around, yeah, it's George Soros. That's for sure. Yeah, but... I'm not saying he's the entire thing, but he's probably the front man. But so... he has an unreasonable amount of money that he just blows on the most ridiculous things. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is, so he was saying, it's funny, you know, that not that he was disagreeing with us, I don't think, but he was saying, it's interesting how like Nick, you know, has lately been talking about like the Nazi thing that you just explained yet. Like there are some people who swear that, um, the Jews are running the world and, and kind of behind the scenes and everything. But I think the point is like, first off, these are just theories. And I think the people that we've kind of listened to that we've learned this from, their contention is that there's maybe different factions that are kind of the most powerful people trying to run things, you know, Yeah. but there's a few factions probably. And I mean, I know one of their thoughts is that, you know, there's the Masons that seem to, they, they call them like the secret societies that have kind of run things. Yeah. And, and there's are running the Masons, Masons, there's the Zionists and there's the Catholic church. Yeah. So the Zionists would be the Jewish thing that he's talking about. Kind but, of. It's interesting. It's a branding problem. Yeah. Because I don't think it's like it's normal not, Jews. It's, no, it's not. No. It's more the Kazarian mafia and the Rothschilds. And so I kind of wondered, you know, you were just putting George, Sor- and I'm just, we're just spitballing here. Like, I don't even know, but like you just put, George Soros in the Nazi category, which does make sense because he was aligned with them, but yet he is technically Jewish by blood. And so is, is the George Soros type of quote unquote Jew, who's a self-hating Jew and, and totally against Jews. Someone's been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) Is that like Larry David? Like, is that what the Zionists are? Because I don't, I still don't understand what the Zionists are. I don't, I don't, the the Zionists are, are, you know, from people that you, who kind of researched it, they're filled with some kind of otherworldly hatred. Of what though? Of of God. I I think they actually worship Satan. Yeah. They're not like Jews, Jews. They're, they're like Jews apparently that went the other way. Like Mm. there's, there's some really like weird myths and things out there about the Kazarian mafia and the Rothschilds. But I don't, I don't, I don't, when I, I, it's, it's, it's again, it's a deception and branding problem, but Mm-hmm. They're not like, and I think a lot of Jews and Israelis and and people who are part of the Zionist movement of which is you know, what it it's weird. 
the left always tries to confuse things and stuff like that. Yes. There was a Zionist movement, which was the reoccupation yeah, of Israel. Yeah, see, that's always what I no, thought it was. No, no, this these guys, it's it's different, and I yeah. and I don't even I don't even know, but from what I understand, it's just flat out evil. It has nothing to do with Judaism. And so, like now that we've mentioned these two things, do you still think George Soros would fall in the Nazi camp or in the Zionist camp? Nazi? Well. There was an interesting theory that we just listened to by this new guy. What's his name? Pipey. You mean Joseph Farrell? Yeah, Joseph Farrell. Dr. Joseph Farrell. Pipey. Pipey. He's always lighting a pipe pipe every five seconds. (laughs) Well, let me, you know, click, flip. Yeah. You know, let me talk about this. Gather around the old library cracker barrel. And let's talk about Nazis. He's like the guy that Catherine Austin Fitz yeah. uh, interviews with a lot of times. And yeah. they, they like to spitball things and they're both yeah. super smart. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he was saying that at the Nuremberg trials, because we're listening to their deep dive into mind control. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty fascinating stuff. Pretty, And I think it resonated for you because a lot of it involves music. Yeah, like yeah. the first half of it, it was more talking yeah. about not the hardcore mind control tactics, but then they start to get into that, yeah. which we still need to finish. Yeah. But it was more like the softer versions of it, which is yeah. by using the arts. Yeah. And, it, and if you don't think music. this exists, and I think it does and everything like that, watch, sit down with your kids and watch any dumbass Disney flick of recent things. And they will they will have the stupidest, lamest plots and and then they'll play this music to evoke an emotion from you and your body like you like you know, they'll be like, But the fairies can't have Christmas you know, and you're like oh. And you'll actually like feel something for a second and then you're like, Yeah, oh, this, is no, this is stupid, you're making me feel and I don't want to You know, so you know, and it's just a tick to be like, But the fairies can't be gay because of Christians you know, like But that's Disney. So you, you can use music to really manipulate because he, he makes some some interesting things that there are sort of like core psychological or psyche emotional values in human beings and people have learned to manipulate those with music but he was saying it was very interesting because this guy named Desmond Llewellyn who is real was a real psychopath in Canada and like got into the, all this mind control and about we were trying to place it but about 6 months ago we may have even talked about it on a podcast but he had like a protege and the protege like is really like they're basically abusing people and doing mind control. I got to research that one. But then John Dulles, you know, who ends up being a big figure in American politics and things like that. They wanted an interview with um, Hess. And one of the things that they suspected is that Hess was actually not the real Hess. It was a double. That's so crazy. And that he had had Hess's entire personality download. They, they, what they really believe their contention of what real mind control is, is they erase your personality and they download another personality and they apparently can do this. Not with like, you know, science, like a, like a, um, computers and things like that. They've been, this is actually like even going back to the assassins, which is where the crusaders learned how to do this in the middle ages. Like, it's something that they they they, they, they they is referenced throughout many materials and and seems to be the basis of what we're experiencing with the CIA now and MK Ultra and things like that. And so um, that was a very interesting thing. So that was maybe leading me towards Soros as in what if Soros who who, you know, now granted, I've called him a Nazi and everything like that. But you have to also understand, like, he had a brutal tragedy in his family and he was basically orphaned and he was picked up by some people 
who had either Nazi affiliations or something, but they were basically repossessing Jews in Germany or another country too, their furniture and their goods and blah, 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 their art and all those kinds of things. Well, neat story. But what if you took a little 11-year-old boy who'd been through a pretty schismatic event emotionally and you could do this personality download thing and what if you just downloaded Hitler onto him? Now, probably not Hitler because Hitler was kind of actually stupid. Um, he was crafty, but like I think uh, you, I think there were people that were really running Hitler in many ways. Now, this is where you get into the white witches and when you hear some of that stuff, that'll scare the living hell out of you. But I think a lot of the people that, you know, like Spear and Hess and some other ones, like they, they were much smart, not Gehring, Gehring was an idiot, but, uh, they were much smarter than Hitler. And, 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 and you can see like there are many times in Nazi strategy where if the other people would not have been sort of beholding to this, like tantrum throwing dictator, like the Nazis could have actually possibly won world war two without Hitler. And it wasn't like Hitler. Like, I mean, like, Hitler was a match, but it was in their hearts to do these things. So um, what if they were downloading sort of the architect's personalities onto kids like Soros with basically this sort of doomsday mission to, like, surface on the other side? Um, and then, you know, the the Nazis who fled into South America got involved in the drug trade, started accumulating wealth, started building their bases, started taking control of those governments. You should look at the Perón Nazi interaction. There's some really wild stuff there. Um, at the same time, you have this Soros kid who's a sleeper Nazi going through the economic and financial system, rising through, making some pretty crazy deals with capital. He's an orphan and suddenly has all this money and has all this access to the point that he is now. Um, there's so much about Soros that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. that if you say, hmm, I wonder if he was MK Ultra and had a personality download on him. Because, you know, if your family was Jewish and they were killed, why do you hate Jews so much? I know, like that doesn't you know? make and then I, And we sense. go, okay, well, who else hates Jews? Well, Nazis hate Jews. Yeah. Well, you're Jewish. Like, uh, I mean, it's like it's 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 a sad parody of the Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> I know. You know, you know, which is pretty damn funny. <laughs> Can you like describe it in one sentence without like uh, getting yourself uh, your career ruined forever? Uh, Why don't I? Dave Chappelle is a is a black is a self hating black man <laughs> who thinks that he's white because he's blind. Yeah, he's blind, so he doesn't. He's know. blind, <laughs> and he doesn't know that he's actually black, and he he's a racist. He's in the KKK, and he hates black people. And, he, and when he and, finds and out, when he finds out his, his wife his wife is married. married to him. He breaks up with her, <laughs> and I'm not going to say that word, <laughs> but it's pretty damn funny. Also, his bit on Jesse Smollett is solid gold. Yeah. You know, when he says, you know, he's like, you know, Jesse, like Jesse says that these white people got him down and called him the N word and a faggot. You know, like this is what he's saying. And, uh, and I don't care if you cancel me over that. I'm just repeating Dave Chappelle. Go cancel Chappelle. And uh, and he goes, now, hold on a minute. He goes, I know white people. They don't say that stuff. He goes, you know, who would say that stuff? 
He's all, me! (laughs) (laughs) So true. But he was also like, yeah, and, like, we started, like, black people started, they started giving us a hard time. Like, Uh, why aren't you sticking up for him? And he was like, "Mm mm-mm, we were silent, because we could tell he was lying. (laughs) It was lying. We just wanted to see if he could get away with it. (laughs) So, um, it's it's some interesting things that that are kind of coming to the front, but, you know, hey. Yeah, very interesting. We watched a little thing right before we recorded the show about the Vegas shooting. I don't know if you gleaned any interesting... I think the thing that I gleaned from it is that it's bullshit. You know, like, uh, her name is Mindy Robinson. She has, you know, been banned off of all the social media channels because she spreads hate and division. It's always hate and division. Whenever anybody spreads hate and division, it's probably they just don't want to hear what you have to say. And so they just say it's hateful and it's divisive. But she has kind of gone in on the, what was it called, Route 91 shooting, basically the, the Vegas shooting, which 500 people were shot. And she makes them really, like, how did this thing happen? In which 500 people were shot and 56 died or something like that number. And the left didn't come out with, like, we need to ban all guns. Because, like, it's true. Like, if one white kid goes and shoots up anything ethnic, and not even ethnic, like, schools are their favorite things, because then they can say, oh, you know, like, this is Norberto, and he he was terrorized, and all these kinds of things, and blah, blah, blah. So, um, but again, like, no, no shed tears by the media over this. In fact, a rapid memory holding, to the mm-hmm. point that you actually can't find much video on it, and... And, like, that's interesting because if you've ever been to Vegas, it's one of the most surveilled cities in the in the country. Like, and so there's there's that. And then she makes a really great point. Um, and it, her contention and mine are the same. I've always had this contention. I believe that that hotel specifically was in the seventh floor or was it the ninth floor or whatever. That floor was known to be an arms dealing hotel. Mm-hmm. So... I know somebody who knows the area and 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 things that go on, and they disagree with me on that, and that's fine. But I do I do believe that it was a gun deal, of some sort. But she makes a really good point backing up that that um, hypothesis because that's all we can call it. Um, this guy's worth five million bucks when mm-hmm. he does this, and we're supposed to believe, as she said, it's quote unquote a nihilistic act of suicide um, when there are three other women registered in that room that no one's ever questioned. And because of the key lock system, you can see that doors are opening at multiple times at the same time within the suite. From the inside. From the inside. When they were saying he locked himself in and barricaded himself in alone, yet doors were opening at that time, like uh, from the inside to the outside. And the FBI has consistently changed the story on it. But hey, hey folks, we know how the FBI is so great at investigating themselves. (laughs) <laughs> and absolving themselves of crimes, you know, like even when they're kind of involved in the crimes or, you know, when they're driving the terrorists to the crime to do the kidnapping, all 12 agents or, you know, when they're they're taking the two Muslim guys to shoot up a cart, a Muhammad cartoon test, a contest yeah, and, and they're they following the guys and then the guys start shooting and they just drive away. You know, that FBI, those guys, um, she makes a great point in saying this guy's worth $5 million and he's got all these trick guns and he's going to do stuff. And she makes a really interesting point. He's got no scopes on them as in scopes. She's got, he's got what we say in the biz. He has no target acquisition equipment now. And he can clearly yeah, afford it. He, he can clearly <laughs> afford it. You could get a really nice, you know, uh, ACOG for a certain amount of money. You could get a 
Microdot scope, you know, you could get you could get some cheap stuff. But this guy decides to just start, and he puts a lot of planning into this. We're told he saws open a window and he builds a sniper's hide, and and he you know he's constantly scouting this, and he scouted another event and everything like that. But the day that he decides to go live, the only thing that he manages to use are are weapons without any sort like and remember he is he is engaging in distance shooting this is not cqb it's not down the hall or anything like that he is trying to hit people at a pretty extreme range now what he's got going for him is he has plunging fire meaning he can shoot down into a group of people and he's pretty like assured of a hit um he's not having to you know shoot up or but i've been there and i scouted it with a couple of authors one time because we were just out there for a convention we drove around it like it's a pretty fairly fair distance it's not you know like you know and he hit a lot of people and yet um he has no scopes on any of these weapons yeah you know like just a basic scope would have helped out if you if that was your intent and all so she makes some other points so she's got a documentary coming so we're gonna we're gonna check that documentary out but I think collectively we've all begun to call, you know, pucky on all of these things that that, you know, I had someone say, oh, you know, I listened in on the brief the FBI gave because they're involved in that culture. And the FBI said that there that he was just a lone gunman and there was no conspiracy. And I'm all, well, that's your first indication that there was a conspiracy because the <laughs> FBI said there was no conspiracy. Exactly. So there, there's that, you know, like, but no one asks any questions anymore. Now, we can co- constantly ask these questions about Trump and Russia, which have been debunked. But if you turn on the major news sites today, they'll still tell you that that's valid. And they're still researching. It's still going to happen. They're going to go for Trump. And it's like that has been thoroughly debunked. You know, like yeah. even the people making the accusations when they were brought in secret closed testimony said they didn't know anything. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, but this thing and then what happened to that concert thing where all those people died how come that was a scared it's it's amazing the amount of things we are asked to consistently memory hold because it's inconvenient tiffany dover you know uh vaccine injury you know all of these things are happening and yet we are silenced and banned if we're told you know if, if we look into it in any way shape or form and that that tells you now as we've learned to navigate that tells you now, at least with regards to the Vegas shooting, that something went horribly wrong. Um, I don't, th- I can't see the tactical advantage for a government to have orchestrated that because they didn't turn it into a false flag and it was the wrong false flag. They should have done it at Burning Man. They should have done it at Coachella and like, look. This MAGA patriot went in there and he just started shooting up all these liberal rock stars and things like that because he was enraged because they wouldn't let Trump on the stage or whatever. This happened to country western people who traditionally vote red and and, uh, a lot of red hats there. I don't know, maybe. Um, What it seemed to be is something seemed to happen that got away from them. Right. So my guess, it was probably Muslims. Yeah. And they were in there buying some weapons, some probably rich Muslims from Saudi Arabia. And one of them was a psychopath and he just decided to start shooting and his bodyguards joined in and they cleared out. And the FBI said, wow, these Saudis, they buy is like one of the minor princes or Yemen or something like that. Some big royal family rich kid over there playing arms dealer. 
and they the u.s didn't want to blow the deal so they said well great you know some country western people got shot up maybe that'll keep their heads down and tell them to shut up otherwise we'll do this to them or maybe they're trying to make them afraid to gather because they knew the maga gatherings were coming i don't know Mm -hmm. but to me it felt like something got away from them and then they needed to cover it up and the fact that the fbi has told us there's nothing to cover up tells me that there's something to cover up and then this girl begins to raise some interesting points and it's amazing the amount of people that are hard-hitting investigative reporters i mean like the breathless investigation of trump you know just you know adam schiff up there every day and all the reporters and cnn and the the walls remember walls are closing in then they would have all these phrases every day if any iota of information came out that they could turn twist and make to serve their narrative that Trump was this sort of Russian agent Manchurian candidate and that it was really St. Hillary who was supposed to be in there and that their perfect world was ruined, they would investigate it relentless. They brought a porn star onto their channel. I mean, like, this chick is scum. And they interviewed her every night, constantly. They brought her scumbag lawyer who's now in prison for trying to shake down Nike. And they said that he should run for president. They gave him <laughs> unlimited airtime. Yeah. Unlimited airtime. And yet we can't look into how 500 people got shot. There's not some reporter saying there, there's no there's no, you know, uh, we all love to play, you know, Woodward and Bernstein, the, the, the news people. They all love to, you know, oh, you're not doing that. Like you, you're de- we definitely see that you're being told not to look into it. And because you're lapdogs, you don't look into it. Well, that's the fun thing about now is they're independent journalists. I don't think we're really, I think we're more independent commentators. We're just kind of like collecting stuff and bringing Mm -hmm. it up. But this is kind of what we all need to be doing, Yeah. you know, because they're not doing it. So now tonight you guys can jump on the comments and say, Nick, you're an idiot about Jews or about Zion and Kazarian Mafia or Nazi MK Ultram Control or the Route 201 Festival or whatever it was, you can give me and I, I see. I want the conversation. I, if I'm wrong, I want to know I'm wrong. Yeah, we're not like dogmatic. I, I, I don't want to be like them and say no one's allowed to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Yeah, these are just our theories. Because it's weird. Mm-hmm. And the the Travis Scott thing is weird. Super weird. And then they come out with some magazine that you're looking at, and <laughs> and it's a women's magazine, like w, w or magazine. something. Is that Oprah? I, mm, yeah, something like I that. think it is. Or, and he's on there with one of the Kardashian whores. And some little beautiful little black girl, and they're trying to make him seem like nice little he's family ni- man. And this is the guy out there, like people are dying in front of him, and he's holding some sort of satanic mass. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing. In all of these events, the stories change. And like I've said with that concert, I watched them lie about what I had seen. Yeah. And they know. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you one last spin here. A lot of people right now would say that Jesse Smollett is finished forever. It's done. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to kill himself in prison because he's so sad. He's so gay. He thinks of himself, quote unquote, if you watch the trial, as the gay Cary Grant. <laughs> you could be nothing further, Mr. Smollett, from gay <laughs> Cary Grant. First off, Cary Grant wasn't gay. He's pretty damn straight. Sophia Loren, need to say more? But bang <laughs> Uh, but you're not him. And he also called himself gay. 
Oh, no, he said, called himself Black Cary Grant. No, you're not that. And he also called himself uh, Gay Tupac. And again, oh, yeah. I'd be like, I don't <laughs> think you're right. Gay Tupac either. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're, not, you're not that. I think you're a narcissistic sociopath. And so he won't kill himself because narcissistic sociopaths don't kill themselves. But he's going to be back. And here's what's going to blow your mind. He's going to come back and they're going to pretend that he really was... uh, Had a hate crime perpetrated in MAGA country. Mm -hmm. This is MAGA country. Well, is that getting a sandwich? And we will sit there and say, but no, 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 the, the trial. And they'll be, no, no, this really happened. And he will be given carte blanche, you know, access to the front, moving to the front, because that's what they do. That's what they do with with Dan Rather. And that's what they do with the other newsman who lied. And that's what they do with Hillary, who was under fire from the snipers on the tarmac. And they, they, they wait until the story dies down and then they reframe it and come back. And when you say, no, that's wrong. Then by that time, they're going to be just banning everybody outright if you question the narrative at all. And they won't even do it. The algorithm will just like, nope, the official truth is that Jussie Smollett was attacked by two white men in Chicago, which is known to be MAGA country, at (laughs) one o'clock in the morning. And they put a noose around his neck and, you know, said these horrible things and like that he will be back and that will become the truth. And if they repeat it enough. For all intents and purposes in this cu- in this culture, that will be the truth. And that is the podcast. <laughs>